everyone. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we're Soulmates Podcast. And we're here with... Leisha! Hey! Yay! Yay. It's our friend Leisha. <laughs> Very quickly, tell everyone about yourself. Oh my god, that's... They're putting me in the spot. That's actually... I, sh- I feel like I should be... How about where we met? We met, well, at UF, um, Anime Club. Yeah, right? and, and what did the, you study? I studied linguistics. And what are you currently doing? I'm trying to get into... I'm, I'm prepping for grad school. Aren't we all? Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> well, some of us have already finished that, so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, Rachel and I branched out and did something that we haven't done before. We attempted to watch and review a mainland China drama. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> a little something Leisha knows much more about than us. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, this show is extremely popular from what I know. Um, and there are even lots of fan fictions. Yes. Which we'll be talking about a little bit later. But that is the reason why Leisha is here. Leisha is our current expert on the drama Nirvana and Fire. Which is what we're going to be talking about yeah. this week. Because I did not get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I really, I really tried and I think I understand kind of what's happening with the plot, but it, it is, there's a lot of names and a lot of things happening. Yeah. So a little background info on Nirvana and Fire. It was made last year. It's a 2015 Chinese historical drama based on Haiyan's novel of the same name. It originally aired two episodes every day. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I've that's never insane. heard of that. <laughs> that's that's how it works in China. Seriously, that's yes. crazy. That seems like even crazier than the K drama industry. <laughs> to be quite honest, and these are forty five minute episodes. This is like taking time out of your day. How do people keep up if it's two a day? It's not fluff either. There's like fifteen scenes at least in every single episode. Everyone has very fabulous wigs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The costuming department. Is I know. So on point. Oh my <laughs> god. Like I'm pretty sure someone has written like uh their own a whole um thesis on just the costumes because holy yes yeah so this is super popular i've been seeing it everywhere on tumblr mainly from leisha you're but welcome <laughs> a lot of other people have been talking about it it was almost immediately a critical success two million people started watching it the second day it started airing stuff and 3.3 billion viewers by the end of the series that that is so many fucking people <laughs> china yeah <laughs> So do Chinese audiences, if they latch on to something, does everyone kind of jump on it and watch it? Or is it like the U.S. where there's pockets of different kinds of people watching it? Um, I feel like with Nirvana Fire, it really, it's, everyone just kind of jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, the main actor, um, Hu Ge, who plays Mei Tan Su, is, mm. uh, he's already really famous. Like a really uh, big yeah. star, yeah. So when I first, and, and the other actor, the other actors, there's a lot of really famous actors. Okay. Already. So it was, and it was a really popular novel. So it's always yeah. been kind of a thing to look forward to for a lot of people. When did the novel come out? Does it say? I don't know. Do you know each other? I would say some, sometime in mid two thousands. Okay. Okay. So it's not like some ancient historical. No. 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 <laughs> okay, you would be surprised I, I how the... many ancient historical <laughs> myths get TV shows in China. Uh, well, yeah. and India. 
Yes, but like I, I was thinking maybe it was like a Game of Thrones thing where it had been, you know, below the radar for a while and then suddenly got a TV show and it's like a much bigger hit. No, most Chinese most Chinese dramas tend to come from novels. They're okay. usually online novels that got really popular and then got published. Okay, like, in, okay. Cool. Uh, paper format. Okay, so these are 45 minutes long. There's 54 episodes total. I went and looked up the stats on this show. It was nominated for 54 awards, one for every episode. (laughs) (laughs) And it won 48. Nice. (laughs) So it it didn't get six of them. (laughs) Boo-hoo. Yeah. It's the first first six, the the shitty, the worst episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So... It was also broadcast in China, Taiwan, uh, the U.S. on special cable channels that mm-hmm. show Chinese programming, Japan, Singapore, Malaysia, and South Korea. Mm-hmm. So this thing was massive. Yep. Very, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of gay fan art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of gay fan art with very beautiful men. Okay, the mm-hmm. men are so beautiful, though. <laughs> like, uh, the, in the first episode, I was like, ooh, look at this beautiful princess of a man with his long, luxurious hair. Yeah, they they got some good wigs. I love it. Yeah. Everyone has an aggressive widow's peak. Yes. 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 Is, is that, like, a sign of royalty? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When, when I started watching it with Mary, she actually asked me the same thing, and yeah. I, I don't know, but... Maybe. I mean, it frames your face, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah they all look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the men had had widow's peaks. Women, kind of round. Yeah, that, that's something I just noticed because there was one character I can't remember. It, it was like someone's brother. He kind of had like a pompadoury thing. The, uh, is it the guy with the the Kim Jong Il? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, he ha- he has long hair. He- it was like a ponytail and then like a Gwen Stefani hump. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, he was he was a, he was accompanying the princess on the first time that she appeared. He, it was like him and another brother. one. They his, were younger. Yeah, he was the, the and his his pompadour brother. was like to the side. Like he had a side part pompadour. <laughs> he had fabulous. the most aggressive widow's peak. I swear to God, it was like between his eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so the show. What is it about Leisha? Because I have a feeling the episodes we watched, the first five, do not at all reflect the show. No, it does not. Okay, wait, can I guess? Can okay. I guess? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mei Changsu is the divine talent. Yes. So he's the one who's going to be kind of solving this mystery of who is the next prince to take over after the emperor. He, he wants someone that isn't even in the running right now. From what I can tell from the subtitles, it's like the crown prince versus prince Yu. And, he wants the other one, Yang or Jing. Jing? Jing. Okay, Jing. Um, so he wants Prince Jing, who I don't think anyone is thinking about at the moment, but he says that he's the one. Um, and then apparently he, Mei Changsu is also this long lost prince. Or something like that. I didn't really quite get his relation to everybody did else. This, did you okay. guys read this Nelson Vicky? Okay. No. <laughs> so from what I could gather, he, the, the main character, Mr. Sue, in the Mr. long Sue. <laughs> That's what they call him. <laughs> it's 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 great because everyone afterwards everyone's like he's such a Mary Sue. He even has Sue in his <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be good at everything, but he's yeah. he's ill. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So from my understanding is there is some political intrigue with the everyone's a fucking prince because there's different <laughs> palaces across china and everyone has to be a prince of whatever 
So, besides picking the next emperor and probably marrying that princess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they make eyes at each other. The, the warrior princess, a.k.a. Mulan. <laughs> yes. No. Except I actually, I ship her with uh, Donjie, the, the FBI agent person. The woman? Yes. I call oh, her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were like, we were like, <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, he's like, I, I, his father was killed or something, and he's seeking revenge, and it's him trying to pull one over on the Emperor, who wronged him. That is my understanding of this series, but from what we saw, it was a tournament to determine who was going to marry the warrior princess, but she's probably going to end up marrying Mr. Sue or marrying no one. <laughs> yeah, so the the episode we just watched, uh, is it Bali Kui? Bailey Queen? Bai Chi. Bai. <laughs> you tried. Bai Chi. Every time I saw it, they were just like, Bon Kui Kui, our resident uh, bear fighter. <laughs> he got defeated by Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the three boys that uh, Mei Chang Su trained for five days. Five yeah. days, and they became like this triangle fighting art triangle and of they, swords. They sat and on they each other's shoulders him. and tried to buy a rated R ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and they put on a trench coat. So, anyways, the big bear guy gets defeated, and uh, so now we're just kind of up in the air about what to do with the princess because I'm not really sure what is the next step after that. They keep talking about a written test, too, that hasn't mm. happened yet, but yet they haven't finished the physical test yet, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really confused about what's happening, but I'm sure that would be answered if we finish there's watching also, episode like, five. There's yes. also, like, evil concubines yes. giving people poison. Yes! Oh my god, they're trying to kill the princess! And then there's, like, the great-grandma who's senile, but... I don't know. Senile, but not, but remembering people, but not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're poisoning her. Yeah, there's there, there's grandma, then there's evil grandma who's trying to poison people. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, can you clarify what this show is about to okay. all of our listeners? Um, it's been called the Game of Thrones of China, and um, more closely though, it's probably more like the Monte Cristo. I got that vibe. Yeah. So Mei Chang Su was um, he was the son of a general and who was betrayed, mm-hmm. but and was framed for. Uh, war crime. Of uh, course. Yeah. And because of that, 7, uh, 70,000 people died. His, oh, yeah, okay, that entire uh, army was killed off. That's brutal. He was one of the only people who survived. And so he spent 12 years in Jianghu, which is like kind of a... It's it's hard to explain Jianghu. It's it's a term from a, from the Chinese martial art film, wuxia genre. And it basically describes like a society that's that runs parallel to um, normal society, but has their own rules. So it's almost kind of like a mafia. Okay. Thing. Okay. Underground. Uh, underground. So it's like a microcosm of China. Yeah. Think of it like. Think of it as kind of mafia esque. Okay. Because it's also uh, Jianghu is now also used as a euphemism for for mafia. Okay. In China. And so Mei Sansu can be viewed as a mafia head of a certain sex. Okay. And so, um, so he spent 12 years trying to, um, gather evidence and stuff like that to try and exonerate mm-hmm. and simultaneously push, um, the unfavored prince, uh, Prince Jing onto the throne. Mm-hmm. As you, as you watch and you go along, um, you see, like, the story unfolds, who, exactly what happened and mm-hmm. why he, he's so sickly when mm-hmm. he used to be the son of a general and it was a general himself. And, um, yeah. 
That's yeah. I mean that's the, the easiest I can There's a of. lot of martial arts in this show. <laughs> yes. A lot of wire martial wire arts. Food. Oh, oh yeah. Wire food. Like the show is really great when it comes to like all the intrigue and and, and court politics and drama. Mm-hmm. But then like it becomes really campy. Oh yeah. All the fights. <laughs> it's it, every time I watch it I cringe. Cause it, I know it can be so much better. It is so much better. Like the scenes are beautifully shot, but then they mm-hmm. fight. Oh. Do you think it's do you think they're trying to be like, okay, we need to hit the demographic of 12 to 17-year-old teenage boys. We need them to watch this show, too. I feel like the over-the-top martial arts is akin to Game of Thrones random boobies everywhere. <laughs> that they're trying yeah. to attract the same types of people who might not watch the show. Um, well, because it, it, it comes, like, the fact that this show uses a lot of, like, the jianghu and mm-hmm. wuxia tropes. But it's not, in fact, about it. I feel like that's why they feel obligated to give more fighting scenes. But mm-hmm. these warfus are just used often in a, in a lot of Chinese dramas. Mm-hmm. It's, they're yeah. unavoidable. It's, okay. I've, I've seen and a lot of... And bad CGI's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eh, there are some weird-looking birds, but <laughs> it's I've, fine. <laughs> I've seen a lot of warfu in Chinese movies, but I had not really watched any Chinese television shows. They're everywhere. This show must have had a, a very large budget. Yes. Yes. Because it looks like a movie. Yes. It's so... the Oh, God. The, the cinematography? Is that mm-hmm. the word? Yep. Cinematography is beautiful. Like, there's a... I can I can try and pull up a Weibo post that, like, a person break, breaks down a lot of scenes, like, all the... Using all, all the arts, the golden ratio, all, yeah. everything like that. So wonderful. It's... Yeah. It's been, yeah, it was nominated for a lot of cinematography awards, a lot of costume awards. The main actors all got acting noms, yeah. so. There's a lot of attention to detail that I think is really cool, yes. especially in the costumes. Oh my god, like, just there, the hair pieces alone. The hair pieces. And the makeup and everything is fantastic. A lot of people have already overanalyzed everything about this show. Yeah. But, um, like, one thing they definitely mentioned is the costuming, um, because a lot with a lot of Perry dramas in China, um, they tend to cheap out on the costumes, mm-hmm. and so the produ- so over- the overall production qualities look kind of bad. But uh, with Nirvana and Fire, it's like he's, like with, with Mei Su, for example, he's a commoner, so the the colors and the type of material he wears is rather um, the colors are softer and um, the material is rougher. But if you look at like Princess Ni Huang, for example, she her, like her her very oh, shiny, very shiny, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like, if you look at Prince Jing versus um the Crown Prince and Prince Yu, because mm-hmm. Prince so Prince Jing, uh, Prince Jing, Jing is a Jun one, so he in terms of power and authority, he's more like a Grand Duch mm-hmm. than really a prince. Mm-hmm. While Prince Yu and the Crown Prince are princes, so Prince Yu and the Crown Prince wear um red, but Prince Jing cannot mm-hmm. be- because of color formalities. That's always a thing in. Ancient China. That's a thing in ancient Rome too. <laughs> I studied Latin. Yay! Oh my God. <laughs> Purple was a big deal. Apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about the fan communities online dedicated to Nirvana and Fire? Mm, okay, so most most of us are on Tumblr because that's I mean that's it's the place where fan gathers, right? But there's a there's a there's this and we um. We pull a lot of stuff from um, from Lofter, which is the Chinese version of Tumblr, I believe. It's very similar in format. Mm-hmm. And Lofter is really big. It's a lot of Chinese uh, fanfics and fan arts. And sometimes even Korean ones, because so there's some Korean artists that post on Lofter. Mm-hmm. Or there are Chinese artists who have pulled from Korean artists and 
because I have a lofter. You said something to me a week or so ago about how some fan fictions are so popular they're actually being published into books. Oh, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so a full Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know, I don't exactly know the details about like publishing in China, but these fics, when they get really popular, and especially when they're long enough to be like, for be a book, people will start asking for like, can we have a book version of this? Can we like just to keep to read? And especially, um, for the extra bits, really, it's usually for the extra bits, the porny part that you can't, <laughs> that you can't, cause, cause China, China censors a lot of things, right? They crack down oh. on this a lot. So if you have porny bits, um, even if it's just the little tiniest bits, it can, it can get, uh, deleted. So there's so no lemons. Deleted off the internet or? That specific part will be deleted from the platform. Yeah, they have a lot okay, of but if you, their internet. But if you publish it in a book, or yeah. if you tried to get it published, it, they wouldn't publish that part, or they would? Oh, they would. They would. If you so publish- porny bits are okay in books, but not in yes. online, in yes. written versions. Although, like, a couple of years ago, I remember there are there were a couple uh, story writers, novel novelists, who were arrested for uh, writing. Supposedly, so they were arrested for, for writing uh, basically yellow material, a.k.a. lemon and stuff. Smut. Smut. Mm. Right, but specifically though, the, the, these, um, these writers were, uh, part of the, the, the slash community. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to say whether it's just because it's the porny bits or the, the gay porny bits. Or the the gay porny bits. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. That sucks. So what do you do in Mm. your part of the Nirvana and Fire fan? There's this one fanfic called Qingguo. It is Nirvana in Fire 2. That's how the fans will call it. It's a continuation of Nirvana in Fire. <laughs> there's so much of it. How can it go on? Because cause it's, it's, there's so much of it, but there could be so much more. Well, okay. Yeah, because it's fandom, right? Okay, yeah. You can always okay, have yes. more, right? But, um, and it's so well written. It's, um, it's, it's like, it's a continuation, even though it's also a BL novel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it between the, the the guy in the white and, and Mr. Sue? Oh, with the guy in the white? No, not, the, not the, him. The flute player? Or is that... That was, that was Mr. Sue. That, that was Mr. That Sue. Was, that talking, was Mr. Sue. Why are you talking about his physician? Yes. I, I He's wish. handsome. He is so handsome. There is a really good a good fanfic that's also being published. About <laughs> <laughs> well, these two, it's Ew. wonderful. It's very okay. well written as well. But this one's about Prince Jing and Mei Sun Su. Oh, okay. That makes oh. a little more sense. Yes, but I... I uh, I'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a continuation of continuation of Nirvana Fire and but with more like more of the the romance between Prince uh, Prince Jing and Mr. Sue. There was a lot of original material in the novel that didn't quite make it all the way into the drama, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so these extra materials were used by the author um, to create. Like so, so Nirvana Fire was the int- talking talking about the intrigue in the in the kingdom of Dalian, mm-hmm. right? Um, the author of Qingguo expands that and starts do- dealing with intrigue in the four other countries around Dalian that's canonically there. And it's not just like it's not just smut for, uh, for the sake of smuts or shipping for the sake of shipping, but it was it's actually very well written, stylistically very similar to the original novel. And a lot of classical Chinese, which oh, yeah? makes me very sad because those are really hard to translate. So mm. you are translating this and posting it? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, me and two other friends. Good yeah. luck. 
And you're posting this on Tumblr. I'm posting this on Tumblr, on AO3, and on the Lofter. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What's the response been? Uh, everyone is just like, thank you so much for translating. I, I, I've been waiting to read this, but my Chinese is just really bad, so I couldn't. And mm. yeah, that's, that's generally how I felt. Like, this novel is so fucking good. Everyone needs to read it. And it's a shame that some people can't because language. Yeah. Because the language is, can be really hard in this novel. What's the process of translating it like? Oh god, a lot of tears. <laughs> a lot of tears were uh, shed. Right, right, like at first it was like our biggest issue that we ran into even before we started translating was the title. Mm-hmm. But because Qing Qing literally means to uh, to attack a state or to attack a country, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's a literal meaning, but it's also part of the phrase Qing Guo Qingchen, which also means literally to attack a city, to attack a state. But it's, it means Similarly to the uh, English, um, the face that launched a thousand ships. Because it, it, it's used to describe a, a woman, usually. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's used to describe a woman who is so beautiful that she has led to the downfall of a kingdom. Uh, so like a Helen of Troy kind yes, of deal. Yes, yes. So what did you guys end up calling it? We ended up calling it Peerless. Because because um, the original author, uh, really, she wanted... What she meant by like the, the, the title was just um, the worth that... Mei Sansu is to um, to Prince Jing, mm-hmm. and how how much um, Prince Jing was sacrificed for Mei Sansu and vice versa, and so we felt like the um, but peerless. Well, first the worth sounds it's it's all right, right? But peerless, um, it described kind of like there. There's the like the the whole phrase peerless beauty that fits with the Qing Guo Qingchen meaning, right? But also peerless, unequal, all that, which that's. The position which Mei Sansu has in Prince Jin's heart. That's sweet. <laughs> wow, that took a lot of thought. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, we spent a week. Wow, discussing titles, just just the title. Be serious. Yeah. <laughs> but the like right now the first like the first chapter is already published. Um, or posted rather. Uh, and I think it's so far it's not too hard because there's not a lot of classical Chinese. But it was hard to find um, a good balance between the f- the, the floweriness in the author's the original author's uh, words and because trying to translate those flowery language, I guess. Yep. Trying to translate that flowery language into English becomes really awkward. It sounds really mm. weird. Mm. You know, a lot is lost in translation. A lot, a lot, a lot is lost in translation. Yes. We have to use a lot of author's notes and or translator's notes and mm-hmm. um, kind of trying to find good middle ground, ground between making this make sense to an English speaker. You gotta localize it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we actually thought about maybe localizing to the point of incorporating Greek and Roman mythos, but um, we'll see how that goes if if, if that gets fitted or not. Mm-hmm. I personally, I'm I'm a bit weary about it because it then becomes a bit too. Mm, yeah, I feel like that's so much more work. Yeah. Than you necessarily have to do. <laughs> so, where can people find this translation? It's on uh, Archive of Our Own under the Nirvana and Fire tag. Okay, cool. Is it on Tumblr? It's also on Tumblr. Yes. Haven't you been re- reblogging it from your account? Yeah, people have been reblogging it from my Okay, account. so what's your account? L E I L Y U E. Tumblr.com, people. Go to it now. <laughs> Not right now, but after. Yeah, if you like Nirvana and Fire and you've finished all 54 episodes, definitely give it a try if you haven't already. I definitely recommend this. If you like political intrigue, if you like martial arts, if you like really pretty costumes and pretty men, you should give this mainland drama a try. 
And there's a lot of it, so you can have something to binge on, because we all like binging. Yes, binging's great. (laughs) Do you, uh, do you watch, like, what, um, the first five episodes is really bad, so, like, like, you have to kind of just bear through it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's after afterwards is when the intrigue really starts to happen. It's not really that much bearing. All right, the episodes were not like I have watched some K dramas where oh the God. first ten episodes are just like I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I don't think I can get through another fluff scene. Everything has a purpose. It may be hard to like keep track of stuff, but don't be dumb like us and actually read the Vicky summaries. It'll yeah. help you understand what's actually happening. They're like spark notes. You gotta read them after it will soak in. After a couple episodes, you'll start to recognize key players. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll know their names. Yeah. So don't worry. It might seem daunting, but it's not. Um, so yeah. So that is our show. So thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast, on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com, on iTunes and Podbean. And where can they find you, Leisha? On Tumblr. On Tumblr. Yeah. So thank you. Go watch it. It's great. Bye. Bye. Bye.